This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. The information presented on this program is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult an appropriate professional for guidance about your concerns. Welcome to AutoCorrect, helping you correct your auto problems. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, who is ASE certified. Hello, Allison. Hello. How are you today? I'm really good. What have you been doing since last we've met? All kinds of stuff. I, I was doing suspension upgrades and stuff for my car last night, and I finished that up today. And that always takes two or three times longer than you think. So I had a caliper, I had to try to dig into and rebuild and that you didn't ex- didn't expect stuff like that getting ready for autocross when this DIYer does things it's I have to assess the situation decide what I need drive to the hardware store to pick it up come back and realize I need five other things and then make a second and third trip to I went the store. three times to the parts store last <laughs> night, all the way to Pearl from Brandon. So, yeah, it was fun. <laughs> That's how it goes. Though. All right. Well, we are talking about hybrids today between our phone calls. So if you have a call about hybrids, we would love to answer that question. If you don't have if you don't have a hybrid but you have a question about them, we would love to take your call. And if you would never in a million years imagine owning a hybrid, I would love to hear why. I I find it fascinating that certain people have ideas about this or that. We would love to hear your ideas if you don't like hybrids. So give us a call. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. And our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. Before we get started on the hybrid topic, let's take, we have an email that we got early this morning. I just recently bought my son a used 2001 Volvo S80 T6 twin turbo six cylinder engine. I wonder if he bought the car that went with it. Anyway, timing belt (laughs) seems glazed and cracked. I plan to have it replaced along with idler and tensioner pullers. My question is, while they have it apart, even though not currently leaking, should I spend extra money to have the water pump and the front oil seals replaced? I have been advised that this would be a good idea to do at the same time. I appreciate your thoughts on this. Love your show and great work. Oh, great. That's a good question. Uh, but, but yes, you do want to go ahead and replace those things because if they go bad, which th- there's a high chance they will at high mileage or around the time when your timing belts do, you're going to have to dig all the way back down into that engine down to the timing belt to fix something that's a $30 part. 
So it doesn't take that much longer to go ahead and replace the water pump. The seals don't take long to replace. They're, you know, cheap little parts. And then you save your your future oil leaks and future water leaks. And these are serious problems on engines. So that's why they recommend going and do it because it's down there where the time about is. So, yes, the answer to that question is yes. Go ahead and replace your water pump and those oil seals while you're doing a time and belt job. That's a common practice. Nothing unusual there. Good to know. Good luck, Jeremy, in Destin, Florida. Hybrids. Okay. A hybrid is a car that has gas and electric capabilities? That's right. Okay. Now we've gone through all Liz's knowledge on hybrids. <laughs> That's all Liz knows. Yeah. Now, where do you charge a hybrid? You don't charge a hybrid. That's the they have the plug-in hybrids now that you can charge up, and they have more electric capabilities than your regular. But your regular hybrid, and that's what we're talk about today. I'd love to have a show in the future about plug-ins and electric cars, but because um, it's a little bit separate topic. But the hybrids don't. They charge themselves. That the gas engine charge charges up the electrical system in hybrids, and they just work in conjunction with each other. You never have to plug them in; you just drive. So, so hybrids, awesome. you do go to the gas station to get gas, but you don't have to have a charging station in your garage. You don't have to find a parking spot with a charging station. Nope. And there's not limited mileage; you can go as far as you want. You can. Okay, so you 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 the electricity doesn't restrict how long it can go no not at all so the engine turns on and off as it's charging the electrical system on a prius um on some other cars that doesn't turn off it's an electric assist that helps uh save you gas mileage so that's how some hybrids work so there's a little bit of different systems in there but um i I like to talk primarily about the prius because it's the one that's sold so many i mean it's 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 sold over a million cars every year which is in crazy numbers for a hybrid they're here to stay (laughs) a driver does a driver need to know when it goes from a gas engine to an electric engine does it make any difference no, you you can watch it on. I know my Prius has a screen, and you can watch it as it turns the engine on and off. You can hear it turning the gas engine on and off, and watch it as it's charging the batteries. When you put on the brakes, it turns the gas engine off and it charges the batteries through regenerative braking. You can watch it doing that, and then some people like to kind of play a game and see how good of gas mileage they can get with their hybrids which is easier to do in a city where you're stop and go and all that regenerative braking actually saves a lot more gas than if you're doing going down the highway in a hybrid but uh, so they see how high they can get their gas mileage some people get their gas mileage really really high from very gentle uh, specific driving with them i don't worry about it i'm just happy to get over 40 miles per gallon so but yeah you can you can sit there and watch it turn on and off on your screen and your info screen on hybrids it's neat it's really neat now are hybrids really expensive or just a little more expensive they probably average around ten thousand dollars more for a new car give or take but they have lower maintenance they're much more reliable because they're not being their gas engines aren't being used as much uh, for the most part um and so their maintenance is a little less with that keeping keeping that in mind then there's not as many things to have to worry about to change you don't have to change your brake pads as much and that sort of thing you do have to do your oil changes you have to do your transmission fluid changes you know your air filter and those spark plugs and that sort of thing but it takes a lot longer for them to to wear out except for your engine oil and transmission fluid you want to change that as you would normally but um 
they save you so much money in gas instantly that it, that adds up really really fast i mean you're talking a lot of money within a year so it's totally it's totally worth it they're really awesome they have a high resale value they hold their value well because they are, are a really nice vehicle uh hybrid setup and that's so they they're a good value to get it's, it's worth the price and that gas savings is is crazy and they can last really long time so if you think over the course of 10 to 20 years of driving a car how much savings that is, it's worth it overall on the long front. We're talking about hybrids today, but we're taking your calls on anything. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, ASE certified, is here to answer your car questions to help steer you in the right direction, and we would love for you to call in. Our number is one 877 mpb ring That's one 877 672-7464. I had a question about one of the things you said, the oil changes. A car, I know we're going we're going to a car uses oil because what what does the Let me get figure out what I'm trying to say. If the car has an electric engine and an internal combustion engine, I would think you would only need to get your oil changed after twice as long because you're using two different engines. But you you still keep to the same schedule uh, for mileage? Yes, you do. You go ahead and just keep it to the same schedule for mileage for hybrids. Uh, you're still using your engine a good bit. Um, and, you know, around 70% or oh. maybe a little bit more. So you're still, uh, if your car drives 10,000 miles, your, your, your engine, your gas engine's running almost 10,000 miles, for give or take. And then you got like the Honda hybrids where the gas engine doesn't turn off, it's an electric assist, so that mileage is still run. They're smaller engines, they use a lot less gas. And with the electric assist, you can, it's a lot smaller engine. And so that's really neat, but you still do your oil changes on time. All right. That was one thing I just now Googled, who makes hybrid cars, and it really surprised me. There's a Toyota Camry. There's a Honda Accord. There's a Ford Fusion. There's a uh, Optima, Malibu, Sonata, Leaf. Does almost every signature car from an auto dealer have a hybrid uh, companion pretty much uh they so they even have hybrid tahos and hybrid highlanders so even suvs um it's it's that good it's that good of technology that they put it out there for that it's better on emissions they're able to meet their emission standards especially in california where the emissions are so strict hybrids pass there there's no they they pass past a regular car no problems so Pretty much everyone has a hybrid these days, and they're all a little bit different. It's interesting how they set up, because, I mean, you can do an electric engine in so many different ways and so many different setups uh, on how you make an electric motor run and generate power. So it's it's neat, the, the differences in the systems, but they're all still the same basic concept of electric assist with a gas engine. And then you have your fully electric, which don't have a gas engine at all. So that's, that's different. And you have your plug-in hybrids that are still 
feel electric. They just more electric assist. It's almost like the gas assist electric versus electric assisting gas in a hybrid. All right. That's We're going to talk more about hybrids after our break. If you have a problem with your vehicle, Allison is available for you to bounce some ideas off of. Our number is one eight seven seven. MPB Ring. That's 1-877-672-7464. You can also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. Is your car under recall? We have a list of ones that are when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect with Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic. I am Liz Gill. You can listen to all of our show all the way through live, or you can find our podcast. I like to listen to my podcast when I walk my dog. Recalls this week, the 2019 Lincoln Nautilus and, are you ready for this, 1.7 million Toyota vehicles because of their airbags. I'm not going to read all the Toyota models in the recall. You can find out if your car has a recall by going to the National Highway Transportation Safety Administration's website, H, I'm sorry, nhts.gov slash recall and you simply put in your VIN number. All right, we have a call. We are going to Bob in Tupelo. Bob, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Allison. Thank you for taking my call. I've got actually a comment and maybe two questions. Okay. Uh, the, the comment is I'm actually calling you from my 2010 Toyota Prius. And I absolutely love my my Toyota Prius. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've got one too. hybrids out there. Mm-hmm. My question is: I just had to replace a battery in my wife's 2007 Toyota, uh, sorry, Hyundai Santa Fe, uh, and actually it was within its warranty period. We actually replaced it last January, so I, I got a free replacement. But it seems to me, and I can't recall exactly, but we've re- we've replaced our battery a couple of times in the last couple of years. Is my next stop? Um, should I go to my mechanic and, and check out maybe an alternator issue? Because it seems like I'm replacing my battery more frequently than, than I should be or, or need to be. Um, and then thirdly, I guess my, my other second question is, once I do ditch my Santa Fe in a couple of years, does she have does Allison have a recommendation for a hybrid SUV? Ah, good questions, Bob. Um, so, yeah, I love my Prius, too. I have a 2009. That was the last of that Gen 2. And then you've got the first Gen 3. Um, so on the question about the, the batteries, where do you get your batteries at, Bob? At AutoZone. At AutoZone. Okay. With the Duralast. Okay. The Duralast. Those should be um, better than average battery. Um, 
What I would recommend is going to, well, at AutoZone, I'm, did, did they use the battery tester and test your alternator and your starting system also? Did you have that done? They didn't because I had to actually pull the battery out of my car okay. at home. So I brought it had already died. In. I would but. go back, and they have this tester that will test the the strength of your alternator and your starter and just see what, what they say. If you Let's say if you do show an alternator problem, I recommend uh, you can take it off yourself or you can drive to an electrical automotive shop and have them rebuild it. It's better than the remanufacturers you buy in the store, and it's only 60 to 80 bucks versus $110 for one that was remanufactured in Chinese in China, probably under not the best situation. A lot of remanufactured products are, are like that. I like to get them rebuilt when I can, a starter alternator. And um, so maybe that's uh, that'll kind of get you in the right direction with that. And as far as with us trading in for the hybrid SUV, you know, when I bought my Prius, I bought uh, I actually bought a Toyota Highlander hybrid. And on my way home from Texas, where I picked it up, it was getting only 19 miles per gallon. So I drove it straight back and got a Prius that was on their lot. And uh, and I get average probably about 44 miles per gallon or so with my Prius. For some reason, some of the hybrid SUVs still aren't really getting that good of gas mileage. Um, that's because it still takes a lot of power to move a big vehicle like that. So right now, I don't know if I really have a recommendation for a hybrid SUV. I don't think they've got the technology where it can really handle a big car. It takes a small car with very good air dynamics very light to make it work where that engine is not constantly running and if you have a hybrid suv the i know see the tyhoe that i saw that was hybrid i think it was a v8 and of course the highlander is a v6 it was still using those engines too much and some they they didn't have the technology down at the time maybe they've gotten better and if you want you can email our information and let me look up and see what what hybrid technology for suvs is maybe has come a little further where it can handle those heavier vehicles and still get you the good gas mileage that you want. Okay, Bob. Thank you much. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling in. We now are going to Sean in Brookhaven. Sean, thanks for calling AutoCorrect. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Good morning. I have maybe a question or two, and I'll ask these questions, then I'll hang up and uh, allow you to answer them. Okay. I have a 2007 GMC Sierra 1500 uh, Classic, heavy duty. Um, I don't know if it came from the factory like this, but I bought it lifted. It has 285, 75, 16-inch tires. It does have the... 6.0 6.0 engine in it. Um, as of right now, I'm probably getting between 9 to 10 miles per gallon average. Okay. And uh, I was wondering if there's anything that I can do. I'm not worried about the horsepower. I just like to enhance my mileage. What year and did you say it was again? 2007. Okay. Well, good question. And, uh, uh, have you changed I'll, the differential gearing? I have not. Everything is packed. I think it has a 7.3 for in, I believe it is. Okay. Yeah, you're going to have to put it on higher gears to get better gas mileage with that, but you, it's got to match up, you know, to make sure it works well with your tires so it doesn't tear anything up. 
Um, so I would maybe talk to a truck shop about that and see if you can get your gearing in your gears better to where to get a little bit better gas. Mileage. I would assume on that truck you could at least get closer to 15 miles per gallon, but you might not get in, you might not get that good with that. I can't see getting over that at all. Well, and I failed to mention it is a four by four. Right. I, yeah, we saw. I saw that on the phone call list. It's uh, yeah. So you got a lot heavier vehicle so that's i would talk to a um, a truck shop like you know rick's pro truck something like that and see if they can uh match you up a, a gear ratio that's better on your differential and and maybe in your transfer case too if they can change that up to get you better gas mileage but i don't think you're going to get great gas mileage in that truck i don't think you get anywhere close to 20 miles per gallon or whatnot well, I, I figured that much. Uh, I was at least looking to hope to get at least 12 miles to a gallon. But yeah, there's a little better. Things I could probably figure out. And yeah, and those big mileage. tires on there are, are definitely uh, using up some gas mileage. Yeah, they are. And it also throws my speed on the off five miles difference so if i'm doing okay yeah that's an easy change uh so that i would recommend getting that situated uh and then you can ask them about you know the the differential and changing up your gear ratio that's probably what you have to do all right well thank you you're very welcome sean did you have a second question for us oh no ma'am that was it that's all All right. Thank you so much for calling in. And everyone else, we would love for you to call in to be a part of our show. Our number is 1-877-MPB-RING. That's 1-877-672-7464. Our email address is auto at mpbonline.org. I've got the email pulled up. We would love for you to give us, give not, not us, Allison, <laughs> your car questions to help you out. We're going to go next to Stanley in Starkville. Thanks for calling in today. Good morning. How are you all doing? Good. How are you? Uh, I'm a little bit wet, but I'm getting into where it's dry, <laughs> and I'm going to stay warm for the rest of the day. All right. That's my goal, too. I hear that. Anyway, my uh, comment was you were talking about oil change Mm -hmm. uh, uh, routine. And one of the things that uh, kind of gets lost in the shuffle, most people don't realize that uh, the oil change routine on an internal combustion engine hasn't changed in my lifetime, and I'm 63. Oh, excuse me, 64. And it's uh, uh, 3,000 miles or three months. The problem is, is a, no matter what they do to improve the oils, which they've done wonders, but the minute you turn the, uh, the motor on, start the motor after an oil change, you start contaminating and breaking down the oil. That's why that routine for when you should change your oil. And that holds for uh, cars, uh, 4x4s, just about anything out there um, that has an internal combustion engine at the most uh, three months, and you should be changing your oil. That's all I had. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. But I have to disagree with you slightly because it actually has changed on the oil intervals. You can go a lot longer with synthetic, but I think you're talking about conventional oil. And yes, conventional ma'am. oil is definitely three to 5,000. But then your synthetic, 
can go seventy five hundred to ten to twelve thousand. So definitely be aware of what oil you have. Stanley, we appreciate you reminding us that. You know, sometimes yeah. when I go to get my oil changed, they may offer synthetic or mm-hmm. offer regular and I don't know. Here I am. I'm a bad person. A lot of the times I don't pay attention and I'll oftentimes I won't remember what I picked. And that's something you have to pay attention to. I recommend if you're driving a lot and you put a lot of miles in your car to put synthetic so you don't have to worry about it as often. I do recommend that. All right, Stanley, thank you so much for being a part of our show. We've got Mike in Corinth. Mike, thanks for calling in to autocorrect. Go ahead. Yes, uh, I have uh, two questions about uh, I have a 2009 Toyota Prius, and uh, one question is, does it matter how much you drive it as to uh, how long the hybrid battery lasts? And also, uh, you had mentioned earlier, I believe, that the more you use the brakes, the more it charges the hybrid battery. Is that right? That is right. So, yeah, I have a, I have a 2009 Prius, too, by the way. But um, so they work. You can get better gas mileage in city with a hybrid because you're stopping so much and that gas engine is turning off and it, lo- it uses the electrical engine or electric electricity um, to when you restart and you, you go again after stopping at a red light, the electric is running and your gas engine doesn't turn on for a moment. So you're saving a lot of gas actually using the gas in the cars in a city versus a regular gas engine, which uses more gas in a city. So it's opposite. It's switched around. So you actually get better gas mileage with the hybrid in the city due to the regenerative bracing braking and that it turns off and on. I wanted to add to Sean, I, I forgot to mention, you got one thing with the gear ratios for your vehicle if he's still listening but uh, also a good tune-up on your engine and the intake clean that i'm always talking about will get you a little better gas mileage it might can get nudge you a little closer to that 12 miles per gallon that you're looking for and that's everyone clean your intake system out but yeah that's yes uh i i had uh, the other question i had uh this is mike again uh, does it matter how often you drive your hybrid as to how long the hybrid battery lasts? All right. Okay. It's it's similar to a, a regular battery. They're pretty much just a big regular battery, except they're lithium ion. Uh, so you want to drive it regularly, just like you would any car. If if you do store it, don't store it in the sun where it gets hot, or if you park your car, it'll degrade the battery. In general, you don't want to park hybrids in the sun because it degrades the battery or electric cars. Uh, if you can't put them in the shade, you don't want them just baking it. Wears the the batteries down. Um, so that's a, a little tip. So if you do not drive it much, but no, it, it's it's kind of similar to a regular bike. You need to drive it occasionally. If you don't, it's going to have to charge a lot before you drive it again, and it, it'll just run on the gas engine until it charges it up. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. We appreciate you calling in, Mike. Thanks. We're going to talk more about hybrids after our break or whatever you would like to talk about. Our number is one eight seven seven. That's uh, MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. You can also send us an email. Our address is auto 
at mpbonline.org. We've got an app suggestion for our car folks when we come back. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Your old car is kind of like that hairstyle you had in high school. Really cool back in the day. But that old car is still cool when you donate it to MPB Think Radio. Go to mpbonline.org for details. Then sit back and enjoy the ride. Now that's cool. Thanks for listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Allison Walker, the lady auto mechanic, is our expert. I'm Liz Gill. We hope that you have downloaded our app, the MPB Public Media app for Android and Apple products. This week's app we're suggesting, and I just downloaded it for fun, it's the official news and information app for the North American International Auto Show in Detroit. It has everything you need to stay informed from the latest breaking automotive news, photos and videos, to live stream video coverage of new vehicle and car concept unveilings and a map of the show floor. But if you're in Mississippi, you don't really need the map of the show floor. The official NAIAS app has it all. It's the best way to enjoy the auto show, adding a whole new dimension of fun facts and figures. That's cool. They unveiled the new Supra. That's the big topic for all the. That's that's the that's the biggest news I think this year. Detroit Auto Show is a controversial thing. Biased are you a little bit? I am very much so. <laughs> we're talking about hybrids today. In between our calls, but we're going to go to Cheryl in Clarksdale. Cheryl, thanks for calling in today. Go ahead. Thank you for taking my call. I'm calling because. I and a couple of friends of mine who also have hybrids received a letter from the Mississippi Department of Revenue saying basically that because we are hybrid owners, we have to pay $75 a year tax now on um, in order to keep driving a hybrid car in Mississippi. Um, That's a far cry from when hybrids first came out and the government was basically giving people tax breaks for buying them. And it's worse for people with all electric vehicles because they have to pay $150 a year. And that's and, right. Yeah. I had I got that letter too and had to pay it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and I'm I'm really I I was kind of flabbergasted because they're not doing anything to raise the gas tax in this state, but yet for some reason they've decided because hybrid owners and electric owners use less gas, that means they should be taxed? I'm not, in my opinion, I I don't want to get political on here, but it's our governor did that and he's friends with with Big Ol. That's a big uh, donor to to his uh, uh, political stuff. And so you know, I, I, he actually wanted it to, to be double what they uh, ended up making wow. it. He wanted one fifty for hybrids and three hundred for electric, and they they talked him down to half of that, um, which is way, way too high. And, and then for the tax money that you would have actually paid if it was a regular gas mileage car, say twenty five to thirty miles per gallon, ended up being less than what they charged us. So y'all think about that. It's you know, I don't I don't really want to talk about it much further than that, but yeah. I don't like that they did that, but it does, it's not going to stop me from driving a hybrid. 
Oh, heck, I mean, no, but um, I, I agree with you. But but I'm wondering, um, you know, if anybody out there who is in that situation, what can we do to kind of maybe change that around? This is a situation where you have to contact your your senator and your governor and stuff like that, and okay. ma- mainly your governor. Uh, okay. You, you know, you want to send an email to their office. They do read that stuff. They do get it. They okay. do take it into consideration, especially if you're a voter. Good. Because they really All only right. do what the voters want. So that's. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much for taking my call. Cheryl, Thank you. we appreciate you alerting all the hybrid and electric car drivers to actually read your mail yeah. <laughs> uh, and not uh, throw it away. So Cheryl, oh, when they go get their tag, they, they tack it on. Oh, okay. That's all when right. I had to pay it. Oh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Cheryl. We're going to go you. to our next call. It's Daryl from Raymond. Daryl, thanks for calling in to AutoCorrect. Go ahead. Uh, good morning. How are you all doing? Doing well. How are you? Great. I just wanted to make one quick comment, uh, a comment about uh, changing your oil regularly being the lifeblood of your vehicle. I've owned three vehicles uh, over the last 15, 20 years, and all three of them I got over 400,000 miles on the same engine. So What were these vehicles? Uh, I had a 1993 uh, Mazda RX-7, 340,000 on that one. Then My boyfriend's I had a got one of those. That's nice. 93 Honda Accord. Uh, I got uh, 450000 on that. I'm currently driving a Chevy Silverado, and I have 363000 on that one. What engine is in your Silverado? It's a 5.3 liter. Okay. Wow. Good on you. That's awesome. Yeah, but the problem is the seals just start leaking on it, the uh, rear uh, uh, oil seal on the uh, transmission and the front seal. So the seals just started leaking. I, yeah, well, it's GMC, but anyway, or Chevy. But um, so, what were your what was your comment about the oil changes? You feel like that was a a big factor in in, in the mileage. Movies? That is correct. Uh, that's a, that's a big factor in the mileage on your gas vehicles. But soon uh, we'll all be driving uh, hybrid gas electric vehicles, so that won't be an issue in the future. I just wanted to make right. a comment about changing your oil is the lifeblood of the engine. Yes, that's that's good. And you're proof of that. Thank you for that comment. That's awesome. Well, thanks for taking my call. Yes, indeed. All you're right. Welcome. Bye-bye. All right. We appreciate you calling in today, Daryl. Next, we're going to go to Ethan in Oxford. Ethan, thanks for calling in today. Go ahead. Uh, hi. So I had a question about I drive a uh, Subaru Impreza hatchback sport, and it has a straight four-cylinder in it. And I know that uh, it's 2009. I know that they put, I think it has the same engine in it as the Impreza's do of that time. And uh, the WRX has, you can put a turbo, or yeah, a turbocharger in it. And I was wondering if I just have the regular engine, how much of a pain, slash what effect would it have on my engine currently to just put a turbo on it? Oh, that's a, I like a racer question. Um, you really need to check and see if your engine has the compression ratio that can handle it. And even if it does, usually you do a rebuild and change the internals and get stronger head bolts and stuff like that. Some engines can handle it. Most cannot handle turbo boost put on. That's why you can't just turbo any engine. You put all that pressure into the engine and it will blow it up. 
because the turbos add so much pressure inside of an engine. So a lower compression engine, you can add a turbo to. Uh, if it's higher compression, you can't. So you need to look and see what other people are doing to that specific engine. If they're turboing it and if they are, what they're doing to change the, the engine. And very few of them that you don't have to change anything. Okay, so if I was going to put a turbo on it, I'd have to do probably a complete rebuild of the engine anyways? Perhaps, or it might be cheaper just to get the turbo engine from a wreck WRX and put it in there. Okay. I like that you're wanting to go faster, though. You should come race autocross with us. That's cool. All right. <laughs> I appreciate it. Yes, indeed. Uh, that, that was it. I appreciate, appreciate you taking my call. Yes, indeed. Thanks, Ethan. We are so glad that you called in. Next, we're going to go to Chris in Vicksburg. Chris, thanks for calling in today. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Well, the first part was uh, about the $75 tax for hybrids, which I think is kind of ridiculous, but I understand they got to um, compensate for the road taxes. You know, that, I uh, disagree, but cost. yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I mean, we have a hybrid uh, Toyota Prius, uh, uh, 2007. But oh, and cool. we yeah. made one hundred and ten dollars for the taxes this year, and my two thousand eight uh, Ford Ranger is going to cost me like thirty seven dollars. Like, come on, really? <laughs> right? Anyway, yeah, I um, feel like we could have done a little better with that. Exactly, and I don't remember any voter referendum that I voted on that said that we could do this tax. Right? They did this on their own. They weren't at all. Yeah, they did that on their own. That's true. All right, so the second part was um, I have a conflict with the degradation of the oil. You know, people talking about changing the oil every 3,000 miles and, you know, whatnot. Mm -hmm. uh, for over 10 years, I've specialized in fuel mileage. I've even written and published a book on fuel mileage. You're kidding. For big rigs. Please no. email us and send the info. Oh, I was for big rigs. Darn it. Well, no, it actually uh, works for all vehicles. Um, Please email I, I the information. I would absolutely love to read that. Oh, great. Great. Yes, I will. Um, anyway, uh, they have, um, you know, they, they sell oil filters that are 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 10,000, and 15,000 mile intervals. Right. And Toyota Priuses can go 10 to 15,000 miles between oil changes as long as you, you know, monitor the oil and make sure it's not burning it up. Right. Yeah. Um, and even big rigs, they have these special devices that can allow the oil to go three, four, five hundred thousand miles. Just because it doesn't lose its viscosity, it just gets dirty. Right. And I've taken big, big rigs and uh, vehicles. Well, big rigs, fifty to seventy-five thousand miles on a single oil change, just by changing the oil filters. That's amazing. That's and my own too. personal vehicles, I take between five and twelve thousand miles between oil changes just by changing the filter. Do you use conventional or are you using synthetic? Just curious. Uh, I use conventional, um, okay. high mileage. Yeah. Oil. Is it the blend? Because some high mileages are synthetic blend, or is it? Are yours the conventional high mileage? Quaker State high mileage. I think that's synthetic blend. That's a really good oil. But like I said, I mean, it, it, but the oil does. I don't believe, from my experience, that the oil actually loses its viscosity. It just gets dirty. That's interesting. You, then you change it. Because it and is about the particulate, the, the the stuff that gets in there, uh, as far as engine oil goes, right? Right, for that's the seals and, and whatnot. Yeah, and uh, really for transmission fluid too, I imagine. I, you yeah. know, I, I worked on a truck one time that had a transmission filter. You could change it just like the oil filter, and I thought that was really awesome. And that was on a heavy duty GMC truck 
I believe it oh, was that a would James. Be cool. I, I thought that was pretty brilliant. Uh, it had an exterior filter and an in, inside filter. Really? Yeah. I oh, thought that would that, be awesome. That would, would be great, wouldn't it? But I like where be. you're. I like what what you're talking about. That's really that's very fascinating. The thing is, you can take your oil and get it tested. I have a friend that does it. He's listening right now. Um, that has shown me his when he had his oil samples and transmission fluid samples sent off, and got them back and got information on when he actually should change his oil. And they last. It 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 had really good numbers on there for higher mileage um, use on his oil and his transmission fluid. It's very interesting. Yeah. Well, like I said, if you just change your oil filter, I mean, you can skip two or three oil changes. That's interesting. And then some people don't know, and, and this is slightly off topic, but synthetic oil doesn't break in until 5,000 miles. So if you're changing it before then, you're not letting it do its job, whereas conventional breaks in fast and wears out quicker. But, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That, well, please email that the title of your book and maybe where I can get it or whatnot. But, yeah, I'd love to read that. That's fascinating. Awesome. Yeah, I'm, I've actually published it about 10 years ago, but uh, i got a publisher looking for it to try and uh, publish it nationally. That'd be great. Mail us a copy up here and we'll plug you. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you. I did that. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Thank you, Chris. We're glad that you called in. Uh, we are glad that uh, uh, you're listening to AutoCorrect. We're going to have more about hybrids or whatever you would like to talk about after our break. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can also send us an email to auto at mpbonline.org. What's in the news? We'll, we'll learn about that when we come back. This is AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. car tag anytime. It doesn't even have to be up for renewal. Simply go to your county office to sign up. When you get an MPB car tag, a portion of the fee helps MPB continue to educate, inform, and entertain Mississippians. For details, visit mpbonline.org slash car tag. We'll see you on the road. You're listening to AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back to AutoCorrect. If you've missed any of our program, you can listen to the whole show at mpbonline.org slash auto. I'm Liz Gill, and I'm with the lady auto mechanic, Allison Walker, ASE certified. And what's in the news? Well, as I mentioned, the North American International Auto Show in Detroit and the press release of what discontinued cars are coming back. Toyota Supra. Ford Ranger midsize pickup truck. That's interesting. Yeah. Jeep Gladiator pickup. Honda Passport SUV. And the article mentioned the reason they're coming back. Number one, it's cheaper than building a new car from scratch. 
Number two, they generate a buzz. And number three, nostalgia sells. Yes, it does. Yes. And what I also found was interesting is Sierra Bronze was tapped as the car color of the year, which only goes to prove in my family, if you keep a car for 13 or 14 years, the color will come back in style. With that being said, don't buy white cars. There's too many. Get Sierra Bronze. I'm so sick of seeing white cars everywhere. I love it when they have an unusual color. Now, imagine Sierra Bronze is like a tan. Yeah, Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah, That's great. We have a 2006 van that's tan and a 2007 Saturn Ion that's tan. Nice. So we'll be back in style now. All right. Let's go to Zach in Jackson. Thanks for calling in today. Zach, go ahead. Hey, how are y'all doing? Great. Um, I'm not going to keep too much of your time, but I'm going to run through this real quick. Um, I have a Jeep, 2006 Jeep Grand Cherokee, and I'm having quite a few issues with it. Um, My driver's side front wheel, when I'm taking off, sounds like it's about to fall off. And I have a lot of leakage coming from my sunroof. And a lot of times, the lights on my dashboard decide to just go crazy, and then it doesn't want to crank. So I probably feel like I need to email you about this, but I just want to kind of hear your thoughts. I'm, okay. Well, thank you. That's a good question. I want to tell you right now, I'm not a big fan of Chrysler products because of this. They just have issues all, all around the board. They want to talk to me about it, they can email me. I will talk to them about it. But they are known in the industry to have electrical problems just all their different systems i have a dodge van it has every problem there is on every system i'm constantly in a cycle of fixing that thing it drives me nuts uh everything the engine's been rebuilt the transmission's been rebuilt i mean it's just it's every single system has been fooled with on that vehicle it's still running um but so if you don't want to keep repairing that vehicle i honestly recommend maybe looking into go ahead and getting something different uh, and just be wary. Anyone out there, the, the Jeep, the Chrysler, the Dodge, they just they have more problems. I'm, I've got my theories on why that is, but they just, that's how they build them. So I'm sorry you're having this problems. I honestly can't help you with them. <laughs> it's too many. You've got too many things going on with it. If, if anything, I would take it to an independent shop that feels comfortable with it, that talk to them in depth and ask them what they would recommend for fixes and, and to have a relationship with them and see if you can step through the problems if you want to keep the car. And, of course, work on the starting issues first. All right, Zach, thanks for calling in. I also have a Dodge van and who's had a lot of trouble, but we have the lay flat seats. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. Right. Everyone likes the lay flat seats. Any van manufacturers, I wish they were listening to me. (laughs) Everyone likes it where it lays flat. They like the flat. My van is flat too. And yeah, and I use it very, a whole lot. All right. And let's go to Bill in Jackson. Bill, we have just about a minute and a half. Uh, Thanks for calling into AutoCorrect. Okay. I've got a 2002 Honda Civic Hybrid that I'm having trouble. Uh, I, I don't drive it very often. I'm having trouble keeping the uh, auxiliary battery charged. The 12 volt battery, right? The they all have volt. a regular 12 volt battery. A lot right. of people don't it'll, realize it'll that. Jump, it'll jump start, mm-hmm. run fine. You know, I'll run. I 
ran it yesterday for 30 minutes, drove it for 30 minutes to charge up the hybrid battery and the 12 volt. Okay, you you may just need to have put it on a trickle just, charger when you're when you park it, on it and or get a stronger showing battery. About, showing about eleven volts, and the battery okay. the battery was new last year. Okay, the, the, a lot of the hybrids use a smaller battery. You might want to go to a bigger battery, one with more crank cold cranking amps and that sort of thing. It just has more juice, or put it on a trickle charger. But that that's pretty much across the board for for any vehicle. That or the only other thing I could think it possibly is for some reason you get a parasitic drain, but I would find that to be highly unlikely on a Honda. So, okay. so right. I would trickle charge it or get a get a battery with more cold cranking amps, more amps. Okay, I'll, I'll try the trickle charger. Okay, I think I, I think I got one somewhere in the garage. There you go. I think that'll work. Since you're not driving it often and keeping it charged, mm-hmm. or disconnect the battery, disconnect the negative when you park it. That's another one. Okay. Thanks, Bill. We appreciate you for calling, and that's going to wrap us up for AutoCorrect. Our call screener today has been Jay White, and our board engineer is Michelle McAdoo. So for Allison Walker, who you can follow on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, the Lady Auto Mechanic, I'm Liz Gill. Up next is our Thursday Southern Remedy Show, Kids and Teens, with Dr. Morgan McLeod. We hope you'll join us next Thursday at 10 a.m. for AutoCorrect on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.